Welcome to the Smut Hive, where each week we review a dark romance book, drink some high noons, laugh our asses off, and rant about all of the hot smutty sex. There will be spoilers, so if you want to read it first, close now and come back later. We also want to duly note this is an explicit podcast where we will be talking about all the taboo topics we read, including explicit sex of all varieties, subject matter that could be sensitive to some, and filthy language. We are your hosts, Jillian and Morgan. Are you ready? Yes. Hello. Welcome back. Do we have a treat for you today? A treat. Okay. A real treat. Okay. So we read Sicko by Amo Jones. Yes. Can we for a moment talk about the title alone? I was like, oh shit. What's, this is going to be fucked up. Yeah. And this happened because we wanted to find like an MC. Like a motorcycle book. club. Yes. Yeah. And this was a recommended book. Now, I've read this author before. Yes. She's dark. She's a very dark, dark. Like her, her plots are, I don't even know how you even pull a plot like these out of a brain. Yeah. They're intense. They're very twisty. Yeah. Very twisty, very you yeah. know, suspense, everything builds, but she's very sexual mm-hmm. in her characters and they're all broken and fucked up. Yeah. And so she doesn't usually write trigger warnings um, just from reading kind of the author's note that's in the front of this book. Um, she flat out says, like, I don't usually write trigger warnings because I write dark romance and you've kind of just figuring it out, like what it is. Right. But she did write one for this one. Yeah. She said there are some scenes that are uncomfortable yeah. and you're just going to have to go with it and get what you need right. you know, from this book. So. I do like that she added that because there was so much that was fucked up in this book Yes, that there were many a times that I really kind of thought I was not going to continue because I didn't want to know. I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, I skipped right over the trigger warning and went straight to the book. I, so I didn't even know there was one until literally today when Jillian and I were talking about this book. So I went back and I read the trigger warning and I felt like, huh, Well, this would have been great to know, like, before I went straight in not knowing anything. Yeah. Do you remember a couple episodes back where you gave this speech about, uh, I think it was the writer book or the fairy book, and she didn't read the contract for the Big Bad Fairy, and you're like, oh, you got to read the small print. Yeah. Like, I feel like when you're reading something called a dark romance, it's kind of, you should go to the front and read the trigger warning. You shouldn't just be past that stuff. I do feel, though, that... I don't know. Things don't really like trigger me per se. Mm. So like, I don't feel like I necessarily need one. I will say though, there were a couple scenes in this book that made me very uncomfortable, which has not, it happens, has happened like maybe once or twice before. And we've been through Den of Vipers. Right. So you would think our cringe factor would be kind of up there, but there were, I'm I'm not going to say that this is a bad book. No, it's it's not. not. Because she is an author, and again, I've read some things that she's done before, but she has plot lines down to, like, she's a goddess in writing them because there were so many, like, interwoven type of people and characters and situations, and but they were all surrounded by fucked up shit. And I didn't understand, like, I couldn't keep it straight as a reader. I'd have to go, wait, what? Uh, The plots are, I mean... They're dangerous. They're dangerous, and I... 
they're so intense and intertwined with the characters that it's almost like I found myself not being able to put the book down, but like not for the next best sex scene for like, I want to know what the fuck is happening. Yes. With this storyline. Yeah. There was a lot of sex because yes. these are very broken individuals, yeah. very broken characters, and they've had a lot of sexual abuse um, in their past. So I understand the trigger warnings yeah. now. Um, so you do have characters. I mean, again, this I will say it. They they were abused. Yes. They were abused as teenagers. They were abused as young adults. And they might not have kind of the best judgment right. in their current relationships. And they're not doing the things that you would think normal kids yes. would do. Um, and so, you know, I get it. I absolutely get where the, you know, kind of, but these are fucked up people. So yeah. now you're kind of understanding like, okay, well, here's their story. And this is what they're heading towards. And right. technically, because this is a standalone, mm-hmm. technically they're heading towards a happily ever after. Yes. So I guess we'll just up front get started with, oh, and also side note, this is a Kindle Unlimited book. So, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, check it out. Kindle yes, Unlimited. we do. So you start off with the girl character. Her name is Jade. And you immediately get this picture of she was left on a doorstep. Days old. Days old. uh, And this family took her in. Mom, dad had a brother. Immediately the brother didn't want her. He wanted a brother. He wanted a a brother and got it a sister. Three year age. Yes. So she grows up in this household and they become her family, her foster family, essentially. Normal, everyday, middle-class American family. Yes. So uh, kind of quickly there go from young children and she's now 15 and he is 18 He's graduating high school. He like runs a school with his two best friends, Orson and Storm. And they're like the hot bad boys of the school. The most popular. And she is his little sister. So, you know, she tags along. But I feel like immediately as we are reading it, you can kind of tell that they don't have like the normal like brother sister relationship. There's like this odd tension and he, you can tell he like says like cutesy little inappropriate things that you wouldn't necessarily tell somebody who's like your blood sister perhaps. Right. So the sibling vibe isn't really there anymore as they're getting older. Yeah. And I think that's the taboo. Yeah. Like that's the part that when you like, you know, get the different tropes on Goodreads, like Mm -hmm. the brother sister thing, that's where that comes in. So it's weird for me because I don't care that you're not blood related. Right, like, it didn't bother me. You grew up in this house since this boy was three. This is who he thinks is his sister. Just because you're not blood related doesn't mean you're not really the sister. But he digs his sister and the sister digs him back because she's 15. So anything with a dick besides your brother right. should be appealing. But the only thing that's appealing right. to her is her brother's dick. So, and you can tell, like, him and his friends, they're very protective of her. Like, she does tag along as being the little sister, but they won't let her talk to anyone. They won't let her fuck with anyone. She's got boobs now. People are noticing her. But she only has eyes for him. His name is Royce. Right, Royce. She only has eyes for him. They go to this, like, party as teenagers. 
he gets into a fight. Like, it's very weird. He gets into this fight because this guy was, like, talking shit about fucking his sister. And he's like, no one fucks my sister. And then you're like, but me. And you're like, that's weird. Right. And then he stabs this guy. And, like, they all go home. And, like, he's injured or whatever. And he goes home. And she wakes up. And he's gone. And her parents are just like, so listen, he had to leave. He left us. Like, he was going to go to jail or whatever. He had to go. And she's now instantly, for the next four years, pissed off right. that her brother that she loves more than her brother right. left it's, her. Right, is gone. Weird. It, it is weird. I the, the first part of the book for me, like, while all of this is happening, was, like, so quick and fast-paced. I almost was just kind of like, what's happening here? Yeah. I, it was just, I don't know. It's I, weird. It was weird. It took me a minute to get into the book because I didn't really care for this portion of the book. I liked, for example, like Royce calls her Duchess, which mm-hmm. I think is like super cute. And I, I liked it. But then at the same time, I didn't like the mom, for example. Yeah. Like the least motherly mother ever on this planet. Like yeah. your son is gone and you're just like, sorry, sweetie. Like he's gone. He's gone. Like nothing. That's it. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. I, I was just, I was very perplexed uh, as far as the relationships in, like, the first couple chapters went. Yeah. I didn't quite grasp. Yeah. It was pretty much, like, the only thing that was put in our face is that there is this essentially inappropriate sexual right. tension between a brother and a sister who right. are not blood-related. Weird. It was weird. Yeah. But then we flash forward four years, four years. She has not heard, seen, smelled anything from brother. Right. And is going to college. So she's moved out of home. She's in college and has her with her BFF. Her BFF's name is Sloan. She's a pretty cool character. Um, They get into a couple of parties and shit or whatever. But like she goes home to visit, I guess, after being in college for a minute, Mm -hmm. she goes home to visit and her brother's there. But her mom is like, oh, hey, by the way, Royce is home. Like, yeah. uh, 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 not, we but, haven't seen, spoke, heard, smelled right. anything from him in the last four years. But everything's hunky-dory it's and we're fine. all just he's, supposed to be fine. He's right here. No. And apparently now he's like, the pretty boy that left at 18 has now come back four years later as like the tattooed up motorcycle riding. Right just bad boy bad boy and he's telling like looking at her like he hates her right just hates her and she's mad like she wants to just be mad like i can't believe you left me yeah four years ago and then i think this is where you start to figure out that the four years that he's been away has not just been her being a normal teenage girl missing him she's had some things happen to her right so you get introduced to this character that you don't know anything about except he's older and his name is james right and he fucking controls her right like he raped her like that's how she lost her virginity like raped At, her like, 14 and it's been going on since it's still going on in the book like so we're talking f- four, four or five years. years he'll call her up and be like i'm picking you up at 6 p.m be ready and wear this 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 and, like, she shows up, and he either, like, fucks her in a sense where, like, he, like, make makes love to her because he knows that she doesn't like, like it. Yeah. Or he, like, full-on, legit, like, fucking tortures her. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. Like, the whole, that whole relationship 
immediately the first scene, I felt like I'm going to be uncomfortable with this. Yeah. This part of the book is going to make me uncomfortable. Yeah. And all you know at this point is that this is a man that has done horrific things yeah. to her for years and controls her. Yes. You don't know everything about it. Right. You don't know what it is that he has over her. And she is allowed to live her life at yeah. school or whatever. But when he calls and gives her orders, she, she follows them. Yeah. Rather that be he takes her to a club and shows her off and she has to like wear a collar and yeah. sit at his feet or he fucks her in like an auction or takes her to other sex club and trades her off. Like she has experienced a lot of things and yeah. she's told no one. Her parents right. don't know. Her brother doesn't know this brother that's now popped up in her life. And Royce comes up at school and is she's like, what are you doing here? And he was like, well, listen, I'm I'm in charge of this like MC. I'm the second commander, whatever of this MC. I have enemies. People might know who you are, so I'm still going to protect you. Like, but I like, I want you. nothing to do with you. Like, I can't nothing. stand you. Can't stand you. Glad I left you. Right. Whatever. But then he would like turn around and say some shit to her, like, "I can't wait to fuck you," or "If I bent you over this bike," or I don't know. Like, the sex was always there. He was always telling her, "I hate you. I don't want you around." But yet he was always making her come with him to like his clubhouse, or right. always sexually making advances at her, or yeah, it was like. To her. He'd say one thing and then, like, turn around and do another. Like, anytime she talked to a guy, he would, like, be super jealous, like, interrupt. And she's like, why are you doing that? And he'd say something, like, completely, like, ridiculous. That has nothing to do with sex. Like, not, like, so-and-so, you need to come back because so-and-so needs you. Not like, I'm jealous because I have feelings for you. He just completely bypassed it. It was very odd. And he's not a good man. No. So, I mean, you get that he had something that happened to him that made him leave. So it wasn't just when he was 18, he got into a fight with this guy, ran his mouth and stabbed him. Like the guy was fine. He lived. It wasn't a big deal. So something else happened to him and he's not going to tell you what it is yet. And he's not going to tell her what it is, but it's made him into this like horrific person that he is. And like, he's an enforcer. He inflicts the violence on their enemies Mm -hmm. and he is running an MC with this other guy named lion. Who's a really cool character. Lion's the president of the MC. And when Royce at sicko, by the way, is his Mm -hmm. MC name. When sicko, makes jade come back to the compound with him the motorcycle compound and introduces her to like his motorcycle family you start to see it's very sons of anarchy like there's a whole family in this clubhouse with everything from like your main mama bear Mm -hmm. all the way down to all the the slutty girls that hang around sicko and so when she's starting to make friends and relationships and sorting out who these people are but the MC is going through a war. There's a bunch of shit that's happening. Yeah. There's a bunch of violence, a bunch of subplots. You meet uh, Royce slash Sicko's uh, best friend and the MC. His name is Wicked. Wicked's kind of hot. He is hot. Yeah. I liked this character. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's very quiet and he like speaks with purpose. Like when he speaks, you like know what he's going to say you should listen to. Yeah. So, and that is kind of how he is in the book. Like, for example, they write her back to the clubhouse because they're on this lockdown. Okay. And they go in and Royce just gets off his bike and walks away and just like leaves her there. He doesn't say anything to her. He just leaves her in the parking lot and Wicked walks up to her and she's like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And he's essentially like, you're safe here. 
Royce has never bought a woman here on his bike. They now know you're off limits. End of story. End of story. End of line. End of scene. Yeah. He's very in tuned to Royce. Yeah. He's like Royce's second in command at the MC. Right. Like his best yeah. friend in the MC. Also, though, Jade recognizes Wicked. Yeah. You don't quite know why at right. this point, but she recognizes him. She's seen him before. They've had a running in together. But he does not recognize her yet. No, but he is checking her out all yes. the time. And, like, Royce will pull her to, like, the side of a building and do all kinds yeah. of delicious things to her while they know that Wicked is watching. Yes. And she likes that. Yeah, she does. And yeah. she gets punished for it. She does. Yeah. But lockdown's over for whatever reason. Again, so many different subplots. It's a lot. Like, we can't explain that. It's, yeah. I mean, you have to read this book. Yes. I mean, we're going to tell you some fucked up shit, but yes. we want you to read this book. Because yeah. um, I've never read Twist and Turns like this no. before. Um, so lockdown's over. She can go back to school. She is a college student, yes. but she does also answer to James yes. and he has called her. She has to dress a certain way, all slutty and yep. ridiculous. He puts a mask on her and blind a bunny mask. And shit. It's so it's weird. He calls her bunny. Yeah. It's fucking and puts weird. bunny masks on her. And she's so conditioned at this point to only be able to get off when she has pain. So she doesn't like that. James only wants to like essentially make love to her or torture her. Yes. Like he does horrific things yes. to her. But he goes slow and tries to make her come and she can't. And so that's his way of getting her back and yeah. letting her know she's being controlled. But he gets her all whored out and bunny masked up and he takes her to like some kind of a club thing. And she's thrown into like a room with like a curtain. And he's told her, you need to do whatever you're being told to do when you're in this room. Mm -hmm. And she just drops to her knees because that's what she's been conditioned yeah. to do. So she's been loaned out. She's yes. to told us that she's been loaned out. So two men come in. Yeah. They're masked up, not in bunny masks. Right. But they come in and there happens to be a really fucking amazing but violent yes. threesome. Yes. It's good. It is good. And I, consensual. Yes. I I have my I have two issues. I will speak of one at this moment in time. Mm -hmm. She likes to be slapped in the face yeah. during sex. Now a yeah. sp spank me on the ass. Cool. All day. Do it. Mm -hmm. Do not smack or touch my face in any way. No. Unless it is with your lips or your penis. Like, please do not full on smack me while you're fucking me. But she asks for it. She asks for yeah. it. She likes it. It made me uncomfortable. I didn't yeah. like that. I don't like that. That's not like something that gets me off. Yeah. But as far as the story goes, that is the type of like pain she needs and likes to get off. Yeah. And I think that when the author is writing this scene, because she does make it hot because the men are just about her. Yes. So you're getting great sex scenes. Now, there's nothing romantic about the sex oh, that's no. happening or the words that are no. being said. It's like holes are being filled and that's yeah. the deal. But it is hot. It the is environment hot. is hot. The music is hot. The heat is there. It's great. Right. But she's asking for these additional things, which they do comply. Yeah. Because everyone's masked up and right. who gives a fuck? You're all there in like a sex dungeon. Like yep. this is what rolls. But she really holds on to this memory 
for days because she has to fuck James and doesn't like it ever. Yeah. And then she hasn't fucked Royce yet, but she keeps getting turned on and turned on and it's being built up and built up. And she's like, over the point of, am I going to fuck my brother? Right. Yes, I'm going to fuck Royce, but he doesn't want to fuck her yet. But somehow, instantly, though, after this whole situation, which she's not going to tell him about, she's not going to be no. like, hey, I'm with James. You don't know who that is. Right. And I went to the sex club. But they do go back into a situation where they're together at the MC house or whatever, yeah. and they finally do fuck. Yes. It's long. It's long. Not long enough, though. Yeah. Here's my thing. I So last week, we talked about the sex scenes in Beautifully Cruel. Yeah. Now, they were long. Like, I'm talking a full chapter of downright dirty hot sexy fucking yeah like the stamina on this man. yes like hot sex long sex and it it's the purpose of that i feel like when you read these books is that so you can immerse yourself into the scene right like you can picture it in your mind yeah now the sex scenes written in sicko were hot do not get me wrong because they were smoking hot but they weren't very long so for me, like it was by the time I started trying to like picture it in my mind, it was done. Like yeah. the sex scene was done. So it was hot. I just couldn't like fully picture like their sex life outside of it just being hot. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of also feel like it was very much written around Royce not giving a fuck yeah if she had pleasure or if she came like he was very much about pounding it out and yeah. i'm gonna get mine and i'm gonna talk to you any kind of way and yes it's dominant and this is a dominant submissive relationship yes. but i also kind of feel like if this is somebody you've pined after your entire fucking life even if she is your sister kind of I just feel like there wasn't any emotion behind it. It yeah. was just all about, okay, fine. I'm going to mark you off my checklist. Like I need to fuck you. I've been wanting to fuck right. you for all this time. I'm just going to fuck you. And right. I don't care if you like it. Well, and any emotion he did show was always around fucking yeah. for me. Like yeah. the second he would show emotion, it was like immediately followed by something sex related. Yeah. So yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, if you want your dark and if you want your kink yeah. and you want your taboo sex, yeah. this, is, this yes. is the book for you. I mean, by the end, there is a love story, yeah. but I still struggle now have reading the whole, read the whole entire book. I do still struggle understanding or relating to the love story that was created. Yeah. I just don't buy it. I don't ever, I buy that she's in love with him, but I don't buy that he's in love with her. Yeah. Well, and I, I don't even know if she ever actually said, like, I'm in love with you. And the thing is, is even if she did, I totally, I missed it. Yeah. You shouldn't miss that moment in a book with, like, a love story. For me, this book was about the plot. Yeah. There was a love story, a hot, sexy as fuck on the side love story, but I didn't feel like the book was the love story. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does, because there's, like vendettas and behind the scenes and a puppet master and you no know, human trafficking and right. secrets secrets and, and generations yes. of you know going generations back and all in the these same people that are all you know twisted and turned and connected together throughout the book which is brilliant yes but she wanted it to be a dark romance so she had to add 
the crazy taboo brother sister weird relationship which again i guess probably by the time that they were fucking on the regular i no longer thought about a brother sister thing but i still kind of thought about this joker doesn't love you right i just didn't understand or buy by the end of the book that he literally like this was their true love. Yeah. These were destined soulmates. I mean, as the book goes on, like their sex gets better. He does realize that she like needs pain. Yeah. Although there is one scene that ugh, he she asks him to spit on her, like spit in her face. I'm like, hard fucking stop. Yeah. I, I. I, I don't even know what to say. Like, in what world is this, like, something that you want? Yeah, because, I mean, leading up to it, when she she was asking them to, like, spit, but it was more like spitting on their dick. Yeah. And, like, you know, you've seen yeah. 365 yeah. days on Netflix. Right. And there's a spitting scene, and that fucking worked out for me. I gasped. I loved it. <laughs> I was like, huh. Yeah. Cool. Right. I liked it. That's right. I know. I don't think Royce looks like, you know, Massimo did 365. That's going to be a hard fucking no. But she was leading up to that. But then in this particular instance, she's like, spit in my face and slap me. And he's like, "Ah." she's like, fucking do it. Yeah. So he did it because that's what she asked for. Right. But in no way was I like, turn, it like almost turned me off. Like, I almost wanted to, like, stop the sex scene where it was and, like, move on. Yeah. Well, and he wasn't down. I mean, he did it. But at the end, he was just like, no. He's like, listen, I'm not going to fucking slap you. Like, stop asking me to do that shit. Like, I'm not doing that anymore. And she essentially was like, okay. Because at this point, like, they're at a different part of the relationship. And they know they're going to be together. Yeah. But he's like, I'll still slap your ass and I'll still pull your hair and I'll still, you know, push your face in the carpet. And I like, you'll get the pain. You'll get what you're asking for, but I'm not going to look at this woman that I love, I guess, and just hardcore spit and spit in your face and slap you. Right. So, you know, to each his own, not, not my my jam. I mean, pull my hair. Right. All day. Yeah. Not my jam. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a really quick break uh, and hear from our sponsor. And then when we come back, I do believe we're going to do some comparisons between this little chestnut, <laughs> this little chestnut <laughs> and uh, a little Den- bit of Den of Vipers. Den of Vipers. And we're back. We're back. We're going to do a little comparison. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's compare Sicko yep. with Den of Vipers. I'm going to give you two scenes. Oh, the cringy ones. The cringy ones. I think okay. I know these ones. We're going to do the cringy scenes. Okay. Okay. So as most of you hopefully maybe have listened to Dinner Vipers, it is our most listened to episode, by the way. Episode three. Yes. Season one. Yes. So the most for me cringe worthy scene. In Dinner Vipers. In Dinner Vipers. Okay. As is, should be most everyone that's read it's or listened to gotta it. It's got to be Diesel. It's when he is fucking her with the knife handle and oh. at the same time stabbing himself in the hip. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I'm literally reading this cringing. As I said in the episode, I'm cringing. I'm thinking to myself, what is happening here? What am I reading? Jillian, what have you <laughs> fucking gotten me into? I warned you when we read it, but still. But at the same time. Cringy. I can't stop reading. 
I'm flipping. Oh, we finished the scene. I need to finish it. I like, I don't, it's like when you, you know, look yeah. at a car accident, you can't look away. This, that's how I felt reading this scene. Like, oh my God, what am I reading? But my finger is still flipping through all the pages and yeah. I can't stop and I want to know what's happening, but also I'm cringing. I literally wanted him to like slip and his dick get cut off. Like something. Yeah. But I wasn't uncomfortable. I was cringing inside thinking okay. like, ooh, what am I reading? This yeah. is, this is nuts. But I wasn't like beside myself uncomfortable. Like, I feel like I might throw up a little bit. True. Okay. If that makes sense. It does. I like what you're saying. Okay. So now we're talking about Sicko, this, mm. the James character Blech. and Jade. He takes her to a hotel room, has her dress up. She has got her fucking bunny mask on. He starts videoing. Oh, cause there's some videos yes. in this yes. like blackmail type videos right. of him doing weird things to her. Yes. And you don't know who she is because she's got her mask on. Funny mask. So he starts like playing with her sexually and then starts fucking her with a metal rod. Violently. Violently. It was very hard to read yes. that scene. Like in the scene she thought she was bleeding. She wasn't. It turns out she was not. So right. he wasn't like killing her. Right. But I was so uncomfortable and I I think for me it was her choice was taken away from her yeah and she never said no she's crying she never said no because she knows she can't say no because she doesn't have a choice right so essentially he was raping her with this object and I literally felt like I lost my breath a little bit like I was so uncomfortable I almost was like, I can't finish that. I cannot finish this book. I can't do this. I was, I felt the same during that scene. Like what we're not disclosing is that there are reasons mm -hmm. why she has to do what yes. James says. Um, part of all the twisty turning yeah. plot points that are out there. So no is not an option for her. Right. And she is in the series of videos that he's sending to someone that we find out is Royce. Yes. Um, but he doesn't know it's her because the fucking bunny mask. But she doesn't have a choice to say yes or no about what he's doing to her. And no, he's not trying to kill her, but yes, he is trying to inflict yes. pain upon her. And yes, it does hurt. Even with all the sexual yeah. experiences that she's had right. being fucked with a pole Yikes. violently, not in a sexual way, no. in an aggressive, angry, hateful way by a monster. It was very cringy. Mm -hmm. And I did stop in the book and like needed a minute yeah. and like chew cocktails and a cigarette and then came yeah. back and was like, okay. All I, right, what's next? I think because I think the big difference here is in Denna Vipers, she wanted it. She asked yeah. for it. It was her thing. She was turned on by it. It was consensual. Yeah. The readers are like, fuck, that's cringy. Cause like I wouldn't we would never fucking do that. Right. But it was consensual. True. And in Sicko, this was not at all consensual right so it was cringy and uncomfortable and heartbreaking and it really made this book this situation with the relationship of these two people jade and james made it was one of the darkest parts of this book series this this book 
for me. Yes, but I don't feel as though the author put that horrific scene in there for shock and awe no. by any means no. because it was written into the story. Yeah. The specifics of something horrific happening to her, you know, it's it's a pole and it is what it is. And yes, it's horrible. Yeah. It She didn't just stick it in there because she's like, oh, look, I'm on, you know, chapter 22 and I need to put something fucked up in here. Right. It fit in the storyline. and it There kind was a of, purpose for it. There was a purpose yeah. for it happening. Um, that we're not really gonna get into yeah. because it's just too difficult. We, we wouldn't have enough time to but, explain all the I mean, twisties. But it was horrifically yes. cringeworthy. I mean, kudos to the author. Because when you dig into something this deep, I feel like you have to be very careful about how you write something. If you want people to continue after you've read something like this. True. And while I did need to pause and take a moment... I didn't stop reading the book. I was invested. I wanted to know what is happening here. Yeah. Well, we took that moment for Jade. Like, you you understand the hurts of these characters. They don't know themselves. Right. And they don't know each other's and how they all come together. Right. But we as readers do know what fucked up shit happened to Royce in those four years. What fucked up shit is happening to her. And, you know, the side characters and so on and how they all come together. So it was horrible that it happened to her and you just understand more about what this monster is. Yes. But definitely when we're talking about bringing it back to Dina Vipers, Diesel, you knew from the beginning was just a crazy fucked up nasty motherfucker. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well you came up with it, but it was completely consensual. And this yeah. was heartbreaking. Yes. And sicko. Yep. So what was the second scene? Who? Is it worse? I don't know what was worse. No, I mean, I those I feel like those two were like pretty cringy for me. I in Denna Vipers, um, I know you hated Denna Vipers. I did. I didn't hate it as much. There were scenes that were like cringy. I the fucking gun up her vagina, like that for me was cringy. It wasn't like writer in like a water bottle. And I just didn't understand like why there was these random objects being put in her all the time. Yeah. Four hard, yeah. readily available dicks were there all the I'm time. I'm not into objects that aren't sexual in nature. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I don't need a, a water bottle or a fucking cucumber. Just yeah. get a vibrator. Just get a vibrator. Like, I don't know why we have to get all, like, creative yeah. and crazy here. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I'm cool with the cable ties. Like, I don't mind oh. if you want to just well, rope or scarves. Tie me up. Or, whatever. You know, phone chargers. Whatever right. is readily available. Not that I would know or anything. Right. But what is readily available <laughs> to put my hands behind my right. back? Like, you can do that thing. Right. But when you're talking about things inserting in my vagina right. or in my ass. No thanks. I want them to come from, like, an accredited store. <laughs> right. Like, there should be a warranty right. and, like, cleaning products. Right. And come on now. This is my vagina. I'm going to treat her in a correct manner. Right. Yeah. And ain't no one going to treat her in a non-correct manner. Fuck no. I, so, yeah, I, I'm usually cringy when it comes to, like, not uncomfortable cringy, just cringy in general. I don't like objects outside of a penis or a vibrator to be inserted in any bodily areas. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a hard, like, just a hard pass for me in general. Fair enough. And I think that, like, the sex in this book was very kinky and very aggressive. um, And sicko. And sicko. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel as though, like, 
you know, just talking about last week's episode, Beautifully Cruel, like this amazing, you know, broken, dominant mafia man with all these, you know, secrets and, and things that are torturing him. He still made love to her. There was still an amazing mm -hmm. love story. He was kinky and he was yeah. all the things you wanted him to be and aggressive and all the fantastic mafia boy ways. But in this book, I did struggle with Royce as a main character when you went past the hate sex into love. Yeah. I just feel like we didn't get there in a smooth transition because I never really bought the fact that he was in love with yeah. her. Denna Vipers, I bought the fact that they were in love with Roxy. I didn't buy it either. See, I most of them. I um it was a minute ago. I think yeah. I believed it in two with two of the guys that they actually loved her. I believe she loved them. I didn't believe any love in Sicko. Yeah. I, I'm not sure Jade knew what love was. Yeah. Because as a 14-year-old kid who was turned on by her brother, and right. then he abandons her, and then she gets raped by James, yeah. who creates this whole new life for her, she never was really taught love. Right. So I don't, and like she knows that she wanted to have this like sexual chemistry with him. And then when they were doing it all the time, it was just kind of like because of danger or because yeah. of whatever they were together all the time. I don't know if I ever really, I mean, you get an epilogue, you yeah. get, you get some more twists, you get some more turns, you get some more characters that are turned out to be different people. Everyone gets mm -hmm. hurt in this process. Everyone gets decimated and has to start over but you do get a happily ever after. Yeah. And you do do a prologue yeah. or an epilogue yeah. and they have a baby. Yeah. Jade and Royce have a baby girl yeah. that has her daddy wrapped around her finger. Yeah. Um, and he decides he wants to marry her. I think he like throws a basketball in her face that has like the ring taped right. to it. And it's basically like, yeah, I'm going to fuck you forever. Marry me. That's their, you know, MC proposal, I guess. Yeah. I, for me, like, Okay, it was wrapped up in a pretty little bow, but I didn't believe what it took to get there. Yeah. Now, I get you've got some really fucked up people and had some horrible things happen to them. And so if they get a slice of happy at yeah. the end, Great. I'm down. Yeah. You wanted to. I mean, we wouldn't have cared what happened to her if we weren't invested in her. And right. the fact of she is in these situations where she is helping other yeah. human trafficked victims. You find this out yeah. about Jade towards the end. And it's great. And because you feel like there's a hopeful future and that she's going to help someone when nobody was there to help right. her. And so there is like a positive, you know, I'm not a victim anymore. I'm going to impact and help others. And I did love that. And I was invested yes. in her happily ever after. I mean, I was invested in her in general. Yeah. Because her story was really fucked up. And you, you were rooting for her. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Like I said, pretty little bow, but... Yeah. I didn't walk away with, like, the happy, giddy, awesome that I had from, like, Beautifully Cruel or yeah. Awful Lies. When they got their, their struggles that they had obviously were not physically different, you know, and hurt them in the ways that this book mm -hmm. was meant to, to be because it's so dark. But I was kind of just shook. Yeah. Like, I finished the book and I, like, shot my Kindle down and I just, like, kind of sat there like, huh. what? in the hell yeah did i just read not yeah. in a bad way yeah. but like well that was a journey yeah and i think that's it yeah i like it i think that's exactly it, it was a journey yeah we got to see some fucked up shit yeah and then you got to see him come out the end of it right and regardless if you really liked them or really cared about them or could 
you know, insinuate yourself in their lifestyle or the, the choices that they made. That's, you know, that's here yeah. and there. But I mean, again, for a standalone book, there was so much that was in it. Wow. And we didn't even cover 30% no, of the twists and the so turns and, and all the things that come to the side. So, yeah. I mean, again, just do it. Kindle Unlimited, check it out. It'll take you on a ride for sure. For sure. Sicko by Amo Jones. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we actually had some something fun that happened. Like, well, it's from the time that we're recording this, from the time that you guys listened to it, it would have been a couple of weeks. But yeah. We had a little podcast party. So we had a little get together with our most supportive listeners. And it was so much fun to have the opportunity to thank them for helping us out and supporting us and giving them a little, some goodies. Oh, our little merch. Yeah, we got some little merch. Uh, But we got some really great ideas um, and some criticism too, which is great because we do want that. We don't, we get our five stars on Apple, but we don't you know, get a review, an actual review. So it was nice to talk to everybody and see what it is that they love and maybe things that we could work on. So it was so much fun. I made my very first ginormous charcuterie board. It was insane. It was the entire length of her table. And like this was, this chick went nuts on Pinterest to make I the did. perfect charcuterie board. I did. Which nobody cared about five minutes into their second glass of wine right. and talking about smut books. There was a lot of wine. So but much wine. I was, I mean, it was a fantastic night. It was. And we were also celebrating, again, this is a couple of weeks ago from when you guys are going to hear this, but we had hit 500 plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us, it's a big deal because, yeah. again, these are two best friends mm-hmm. that have some cocktails yep. and read the same book and we sit down and we talk about it and we do this for us yes. and the fact that there are so many friends and family of ours that are supportive but also new friends yeah. that we're meeting all over the world yep. and all the countries that we're having plays at now um it's a big deal for us and so we were just so excited to do it um, and we did take some, we took something away and we've decided to create uh, for the next episode, for episode six, our friend Sam has talked us into <laughs> an historical romance. This we bitch. know that we're leaving you guys out. Uh, I am a huge fan of other book podcasts, book yes. podcasts, and everyone loves their historicals and Morgan and I just never have. No, it's not, it's just not our thing. I think... When I think of like a historical romance, I think of like Scarlett O'Hara with her big ass fucking dress and a corset and like, I don't know. That's not. All I keep thinking I don't about know. is like no indoor plumbing. And yeah. like my only job now is to get married and that virgins are like a thing. Right. And that's just not, I don't really want to read about any of that and like we watched Bridgerton yes we liked Bridgerton for different but we didn't run right out and read the books no I still haven't and I'm not going to no also you know what turns me off about historical romance besides no plumbing yes okay because that's grosses me the fuck I I guess I've never read so I'm just gonna say what I've watched we'll use Bridgerton as a a a center point okay so like you want to have sex right and you're like ripping clothes off 
And we're in like layer number eight. Yeah. We can't find the <laughs> legs. Like, I can't even see your tits because I have to undo all these fucking corset fucking zigzaggy things. Yeah. I'm bored. But do you know what? what? I'm bored. That is such an interesting point because you know what pops in my head? Like how men now are so fucking lazy. You can barely That's find true. a man now that can pop one like front Bra- class <laughs> on a barely there bra. That's so true. But these motherfuckers back in the old yeah, days are like had ripping to get strings. Like, bodice ripping right. strings and hooks and calling in maids to help them out. Like That's yeah. true. But anyway, so back to Sam. Yeah. Sam is going is making us read devil in winter by lisa claypass which i do understand is a huge author in like yes. the bodice ripping world right so we will read that and review it and she's gonna stop by and yeah. talk about it with us so we're super excited to have our number one fan sam it's gonna be a hot mess and i can't wait because oh, yeah. her and i We've been friends for a long time, and we have gotten to arguments about <laughs> romance books because she wants me to read hers, and I want her to read mine, and she has obviously started listening listening to our podcast. She listens to it every single week, and yes. she always tells us what she loves and what makes her laugh, and so I felt like it was time. Yeah. And we're historical yeah. romance book virgins. Yeah. So... It'll be the first time we've ever read yeah. a historical romance. We are going to read it separately. Yep. And then the first time, the first time we are ever going to talk about it, because before our, when we record our episodes every week, yeah. we chit chat about it yeah. to see like what it is that we actually want to pinpoint on the books because they're, you know, they can be long. Yeah. We don't have all day. Right. But we are not going to talk about this book. The first time that we chit chat and talk about it is going to be live. So yeah. it's going to be, I have a feeling <laughs> fucking hilarious, but you Definitely know. Definitely won't be sober. No. Yeah. No. But it'll be a hoot and a half. Yes. All right. So you guys have to come back next week for that. Yes. Yeah. Have a great week. Goodbye. So before you get on with your day, be sure to check us out on our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok as The Smut Hive, done by yours truly, our IT expert. <laughs> Follow, like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at smuthive at We would love to hear from you. We better hear from you. <laughs>